<laughs> Let this add to my legend. He was slinging pawns at a B&B when he had an epiphany. And they complained about time too, about not playing the ND. It was free for all, and I heard him say he bought my Borderlands. But just sit back and let Spencer do his trick, cause you're incapable M&M's. My name's Spencer, a.k.a. Free For All, and you're listening to Keep Off The Borderlands. Now, in this episode, I am going to speak briefly about my feelings around my involvement in the Alluvial Plains, the Mesolithic Doggerland setting that I'm working on with Barney Dicker of Loco Ludus, Tom Barbelay of My Rules Are Better, and David Sermon. This is a setting that utilises Barney's Vantage system. So, uh, yeah, if you're not a regular listener, that is what I'm referring to. Then I'll go on to talk about a couple of little things I've been putting up on itch recently. But before that, let's do the calls. Hey, Spencer, Jason here. Really enjoyed your readings from George's Bestry there. Let him know you made at least one sale as soon as I can find a copy. As far as Red Grant, I was actually thinking of Robert Shaw's character in From Russia with Love. I may have got the names mixed up, but that's the, the Smirsh assassin that, that is sent to, to get James Bond and they end up having the confrontation on the train. That, that's the character I was thinking of. Anyhow, great show. Look forward to your next one. No, Jason, you were right the first time. It seems we're all getting a little bit old. I was thinking of From Russia With Love, but I said on Her Majesty's Secret Service. Not even Connery, is it? Um, But I'm glad to hear that I've actually contributed to the sale of something. Thanks, Jason. That was Jason from Nerds RPG Variety Cast. Hey, Spencer, dude, I hope you get a chance to play some of those PBTA games because, you know, I'm not an expert or anything, but I've run Apocalypse World a handful of times and Monster Hearts a handful of times, and those turned into some of the most fun sessions I've ever had around a table. Those games, those that rule system powered by the Apocalypse games just sort of speak to my group. Uh they just really help facilitate these gonzo, crazy, intense, sometimes erotically charged situations where shit just gets crazy. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, those those early PBTA games had a sex move in there. I don't think all the games have many more. I think they sort of went away from that, for better or for worse. But that shit just kind of spoke to my group because is anyone surprised that my home group is a bunch of weirdos? <laughs> thanks joe that was joe richter there from hindsightless and wheel or woe and um i don't know i'm not sure about that 
erotically charged sex moves. Just what kind of role-playing are you indulging in over there? I'm British, for God's sakes. If I do play any PBTA games, I'll be sure to introduce some house rules. Maybe replace those moves with some tea and sandwiches moves. Or coquettishly glancing over the top of my fan moves. Now you'll have to excuse me while I head for a quick cold shower. Hey, uh, that alone guy, uh, the one who, uh, thinks he's, uh, uh, Columbo, well, uh, I, uh, he, I just, he doesn't know me, he doesn't know me, I'm not his saviour. Eh, wait a minute, wait a minute, are you saying that you're supposed to be Columbo? Yeah, sounds more like Barney Dicker from Loco Lutus to me. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about the work I've been doing over on Itch, but I also wanted to talk about what I've not been doing with regards to alluvial planes. Because I keep hearing Barney talk about the great work I've been doing, (laughs) my contribution to the alluvial planes. And um, yeah, all I can think of is the fact that I'm not doing the work. And uh, I had a great time doing the research. That's the fun bit, as far as I'm concerned. Putting all that stuff together. But actually turning it into something usable. Something that will be useful in play. Um, Yeah, I certainly have to pull my finger out there. And with all the fun I've been having being involved in the playtest... They've been of a very freeform nature, which has kind of got me wondering if there's any real need for an extensive list of herbs and their uses and shamanic rituals. And maybe that's just an excuse on my part. What I should really do is put something together that is at least going to bring some flavour to the proceedings. And leave worrying about hammering it into some usable shape after I've actually put something forward. So that that is what I'm going to try and focus my attention on. At least putting a document together that collates all that information. So I just wanted to talk a little bit about my itch page and uh, what I've been doing over there, which can be found at free, F-R-E-E-T-H-R-A-L-L.itch.io. Well, I could, I could start with a little recap about where all this began, uh, which is a great excuse for me 
to uh, dig out this little ditty. Gary and Dave shared credit on the white bus But as things advanced, their relationship was on the rocks Maybe less people know his name But he revolutionized war games With the first fantasy campaign In September of 2019, Ray Otis of Plundergrounds and Viridian Scrolls fame pitched the idea of Anchorites Appreciate Arneson Month. And um, one of the ideas there was the suggestion that we all create and discuss our own rule sets. And I came up with Osseus which, um, you know, I put together some simple design principles that it was a strictly 2D6 system. You would only ever roll 2D6. It needed to be written in layman's terms and um, easy to understand. I think that, that was the that was the basic idea. And, you know, much in the same way that I... It created a role-playing podcast as a way of getting back into role-playing. I created my own game as an attempt to assist me in learning the rules of other games, which is something that I struggle with. Now, I was extremely flattered that Matt Jackson of the Matt Random podcast had chosen to use Osseus to do a solo play that is essentially the last thing he did on his podcast. I do hope that it wasn't that solo play that <laughs> finished off the podcast. I was quite taken aback that Matt had genuinely shown an interest in it. So I kind of knew I was onto something. And, um, well, last year I came across the whole free Kriegspiel revolution, something that I think was also born out of this interest in the simple approach to play that is associated with Dave Arneson. And, um, well, initially it seemed like yet another splinter group of the OSR, but I feel it was a, a continuation of that journey back to an even simpler time. Kriegspiel being the name of the Prussian war game that was used as a, as a, an aid to teaching tactical combat, I guess. And then the whole idea of free Kriegspiel was that it was very much a free-form way of playing. The emphasis being on narrative over sort of gamist or simulationist stuff essentially abstraction and crunch and the idea that players don't really need to know the rules and simply state what they wish their characters to do basically I initially came across this idea 
through Norbert Matausch's blog, Dark Worm Cult, with his Landshark rules, and also goes back to Robin and James George of Old House Rules and their Diceless Dungeons game, which I found to be quite a liberating read, to be honest, and was certainly an inspiration in creating Osseus. But after looking at Free Creekspiel and learning a bit more about that, I went back to Osseus and figured there were a few things, you know, as simple as I'd made it, it could probably be made even simpler. There were a couple of things in there that really didn't need to be there. Yeah, I chipped away at that a little bit and came up with Ossia Pura. There seemed to be a little bit of uncertainty in how to pronounce Osseus. Um, so I opted to simply call it Pura. And the idea was that I would use this very simple framework as a basis to present a few different setting ideas, especially given that the whole philosophy behind the free Kriegspiel revolution is playing worlds, not rules. It didn't make a lot of sense that that had caused me to come up with some rules but not any worlds. So following that, I, um, I came up with a knight in Fagelwood, something that could be played with very young children. The setting is sort of based on traditional fairy tales, Oz, Peter Pan, plus the sort of fantasy movies of the 80s, Never Ending Story, Labyrinth. Essentially, Having gone to bed, you awake to find yourself standing in a forest glade and you roll to discern how you appear in this dream world and essentially it's just a series of D6 tables with prompts, you know, suggesting what you might hear as you walk through the forest, what you might stumble across, who you might bump into, what items you may find, that kind of stuff. And also, I wanted to see if I could rewrite those rules without any reference to combat, because essentially the combat system, if it can be called that, it, it's, it's essentially just the task resolution system, except in Pura, you've got an explanation of the combat and reference to hit points and Stuff like that. You've got a target number. You roll 2d6. If you go over that target number, then that determines how many points of damage you do to your opponent. If you roll under that, that determines how many points of damage you receive. And I wanted to see if I could rewrite the rules without any reference to combat whatsoever. So I'd come up with this idea of the penalty box, which um, whenever anything detrimental happens to your character like you go a day without rations or you don't get a full night's sleep you know anything that might hamper your performance gets written down in this penalty box and the total number of items in the penalty box increases the difficulty level of every task so i figured why not have injuries act like any other penalty 
So, I mean, the thinking being that, yeah, rather than the GM having to keep in mind what penalties each characters were suffering from and whether or not they will affect whatever the character's doing, that is shifted over to the player and it's the player's responsibility to argue whether or not anything in the penalty box would not apply. And the, and the idea of the Pura system was to keep things as simple as possible for the GM making stuff up on the flyer that everything would have a challenge tier, a, a target number, be that a obstacle, a problem that needed to be solved, or an enemy. I just wanted to add a little bit about metacurrency. I've come up with this idea for, well, I've not come up with this idea. I've stolen this idea from Hypertellurians. Instead of experience points, uh, you have wonder. And players are rewarded wonder points whenever they engage in or witness anything wondrous, fantastical. And then these points can be spent on gaining advantage in certain situations, altering the environment slightly, stuff like that. And, and players advance by spending wonder. So I come up with the idea of whimsy that's earned in the same manner as wonder. But I didn't want to link it to advancement because essentially uh, the game is designed for one shots and you're just playing a knight in the life of a character and spending whimsy is its own reward uh, basically spend two points of whimsy to gain advantage or counter a disadvantage spend four points of whimsy to gain an additional insight and a piece of helpful information um, spend six points to conveniently find a useful mundane item or spend eight points for an auto success or to miraculously avoid something that appears to be inevitable. I, ju I just thought that was, uh, that was something that would work really well within the context of a characters essentially being in a dream world that was partially of their own creation. So, um, yeah, that's that's a night in Vagalwood. If that sounds remotely interesting, want to go and check it out. It's all pay what you want. There's even a um, a simple electric bastion land character sheet on there too. Well. That's about enough from me, I think. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you so much for your calls. If you want to leave me a message, please contact me via the anchor link in the description. You can always email me or leave me an audio message at spencer.freeforall at gmail.com. There's a Facebook page for Keep Off The Borderlands. You can find me on Twitter and MeWe on the Audio Dungeon Discord and various other places on Discord as Free Thrall. I'd also like to thank TJ Drennan 
for the wonderful music he provides. And it just remains for me to say, take it away, TJ. Warning, if celebrating the sound of dice hitting the table and pondering the meaning of the many acronyms within your player's handbook doesn't cure that burning sensation, please see your doctor.